Turn to Psalms 27. Psalms 27, uh, verse 11, and then we're going to look at uh, Romans chapter 4, verse 3. Psalm 27, verse 11. Let's have a word of prayer, and then uh, we'll get into the word. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful and thankful for your love, and I thank you so much, Father, for sending Jesus, and thank you, Lord, for the great teacher, the Holy Spirit. I trust you tonight for utterance to speak boldly the word of the living God and Father I pray that your word will be received and easy to entreat and it'll be simple Father. People will take a hold of it and go be doers of the word not just hearers only and I thank you the eyes of our spirit man will be flooded with light that we will know the hope of your calling and the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints and thank you for all your blessings Lord I trust the Holy Spirit to have liberty, not my will, Father, but your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Verse 11, teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of my enemies. Deliver me not over into the will of my enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. You can see here in verse 13, David said, unless I had believed to see. Real Bible faith is believing to see something. If you're not believing to see something, you're not in Bible faith. What you want to see is God's goodness. You don't want to see doom and gloom, but God's got goodness. And that's all God got is goodness. Amen. Listen, all the wrath of God is he just don't show up. And you get deaf. The wrath of God is when what you sow, you reap. He don't come and cut it off and give you him. When God cut it off, he'll give you him. And when God don't cut it off, when Israel obeyed God, couldn't nobody whoop them because they, they ran into God. And when they was disobeying God, then they ran into them. Mm-hmm. And you always get whooped when the devil run into you. If he ever run into your faith in Jesus, he'll get whooped. Uh-huh. And so you got to know that that real Bible faith is always believing to see the goodness of God yes. in the land of the living. God's got goodness. He, the Bible said in James 1 verse 13, let no man say. That means your lips is never supposed to say, when I'm tempted, I'm tempted of God. Your lips is never supposed to say, God is bringing you evil. Your lips ain't never supposed to say, God put this calamity on me. Your lips ain't never supposed to say, the Lord is working against me. No, what it is, he ain't working at all. God only got love. He ain't got nothing else. All God can give you. Listen, I'm going to give you scriptures for this because I'm a word man. If I don't line it up with the word, don't accept it. But God so loved the world. Now listen now. He gave Jesus. He gave his only begotten son. He can't give you nothing else. Now who can tell me why he can't give you nothing else? That's all he is in Jesus. God so loved the world, he gave you Jesus. Amen. He can't give you nothing else. You might get something else, but it didn't come from him. Mm-hmm. He can only give you Jesus. Amen. What was in Jesus? The life of God that was in Jesus. God can't give you nothing else. He ain't got nothing else to give you but himself. And ain't no death in him. There's no darkness in God at all. John 1, 5 said, this is the message that we heard from Jesus and declaring to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. So when you believe God, you are believing to see the goodness of God. And God's goodness is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That's the goodness of God. What? When God laid on Jesus, what was wrong with you and me and laid it on him so you and I don't have to get what we deserve. That's the goodness of God. That's the mercy of God, the kindness of God. 
And God wants his love given to us and he don't want none else given to us even though we still might get some other things. But they're not coming from him. So our faith in him should always be expecting to see his goodness Amen. in the land of the living. Now go to Romans chapter 4 verse 3. That's just a little appetizer right there. Now you can see that the word of God teaches us about Abraham's faith. He was the father of faith. And, and, and we, we, Abraham believed God, but we, we only learn from Abraham's principles. We, we, uh, we're not trying to believe what he believed. We, we're believing in Christ Jesus. But the same principles that he believed God with, we need to learn those principles so we can apply them to our faith in Jesus. And get the same results that Abraham got. Blessings. Um, verse 3 says, for what saith the scripture, Abraham believed God. Everybody say, Abraham believed God. Abraham believed God. Said, I believe God. And it was counted unto him for righteousness. Now, when, when, when you believe God, listen to this for a minute. You know, you, you believe in never fail, never messed up, do everything I say, can't never lie, got a track record of never letting nobody down, created heaven and earth. Whatever he say always happen. When you believe in God, you're not believing in you. You're believing in God that ain't never failed. Abraham believed God when God told him to go kill his son. Now you can imagine that. That's, I done tried to imagine that. I, I didn't even want to go there. To think of my only son to stick a knife in him. But Abraham believed that God could raise Isaac from the dead. He believed God. And, and, and not only, saints, I'm going to teach you all that in the next services how real Bible faith got action with it. And many times people are really living in a dead faith. Look at, look at uh, John. Chapter 6, verse 29. Now, I'm going to show you. I'm, I'm going a little bit ahead, but I need to go on and jump here and show you the Bible faith that you and I need to have. This is the Bible faith you and I need to walk in every single day. And we need to understand this. Now, verse 28, really, Jesus said, uh, they said unto Jesus, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? All right. You, hallelujah. How you doing, girl? That we might work the works of God. The works. Oh, oh let me put it like that. I like saying it like this. How do you work God? <laughs> oh, I like saying it like this. How you get God to work for you? Or how you get God to come through for you? How you get God to turn around or change what it is you believe in him for? How do you work God? See, we supposed to work God. You ain't supposed to let God stand up, sit up there in heaven, don't do nothing. Your faith supposed to work him. Because God is pleased when we work him. For without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he that come to God got to do some believing. And what are you going to believe? He is. And he's a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. Now, now, look here. What's the work of God? All right, here it is. Now, here is what you and I pose a work every day of our life. Jesus answered and said unto them, this is the work of God that you believe on him whom he have sent. That's your work right there is to trust in Jesus Christ. That's your work. Now, now let, me, let, me, let, me, let me take my time now. I done grew a whole lot since I've been up here. 
Now listen carefully now. I'm not, I'm not going to go fast. Faith in Jesus Christ can never equal you. Faith in Jesus Christ got to equal him. Boy, I tell you, this show is rough. Well, you're not in faith in Jesus. Man, I tell you sometimes, I just, I just can't stop eating. Well, you're not in faith in Jesus. Boy, this thing here just it's whoops on me. Well, you're not in faith in Jesus. I just, they just wear me out at work. Well, you're not in faith in Jesus. These kids are about to drive me out of my mind. Well, you're not in faith in Jesus. And so many times, people are living way beneath faith in Jesus. It's so much stuff that's said through God's people that's not faith in Jesus. Faith in you equal you. This, I tell you, I just, some days I'm up and some days I'm down. That's faith in you. Boy, I just feel so weak sometimes. That, who is that? Come on, talk to me. Faith in who? You. See, faith in Jesus had to equal uh, never sin, never mess up. What, 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 us? What, what? No, no, it's faith in him. It's equaling him. It's not putting faith in you to equal you. Well, you know, you know we all sinners and you know we all going to sin. No, 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 no. That ain't, you can't put faith in Jesus and believe you're going to steal sin. Why? Ain't no sin in Jesus. How you going to mess up and you're in faith in him and he never messed up? Faith in Jesus will get rid of you. Faith in Jesus will cause you to not exist no more. Faith in Jesus, you can't be weak because ain't none in him. Faith in Jesus, saints, will cause the life that's in him to be in you. You got to learn how to live this. I've been born again now. Saved, really saved. Walking with God. It'd be 21 years in June and you know, I just share my testimony. Look, I ain't had a depressed day in over 20 years. I I never been laid on bills, never paid any on credit cards. I, I never been. I did, I learned how to abide in Jesus and His words abide in me. I learned how to trust in Him. Yeah, I paid a lot of things on the last day. <laughs> Depression came many days, but never got stay. Why? I learn how to run to Jesus. Amen. That was all. That was all of that. And many, many, many people ain't learned that. They don't run to Jesus about everything, and I have. He said, come to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. He did say that, didn't he? Matthew 11, 20, 20, 28, and, and take my yoke up on you. See, I learned how to take his yoke on me. And then he said, take my yoke up on you and learn of me. What, what do you want you to learn about him for? He know everything. He's tempted in every point and everything, yet without sin. He, he knows all your weaknesses, how to not be weak in them. He knows all your struggles, how to not struggle in them. He knows every test and trial you face. He done went through it and conquered it and overcame it. He wants you to learn and watch how he done it. He wants you to follow in his footsteps of never sinning. See, when you, when you, when you hear that and you think about you, oh, oh, you, you know, you done lost. But if you ain't lost, if you in faith in him to never sin again, because ain't none in him. And the Lord never told, this is, this is the problem that many believers have, is they're trying to do this in their strength. But the real work of God is not what you can do for God, but your faith living in Jesus, what God did for you. Doing things for God is the opposite of you entering into what God does for you. They're the opposite. Oh, I tell you, I've just, I just been trying my best to make my marriage work. Stop! Stop! 
in the name of Jesus. Because you're breaking God hard. Because he, you, it's not going to work with you trying and doing your best. That's not faith in Jesus when you got anything to do with it. It's not faith in Jesus. When anything come out of your mouth, got anything to do with you. And I just, I just got so many, I got areas, man. I, get in faith in Jesus, you'll quit having them. He didn't make this hard. He just didn't do it. Go to Galatians chapter 3. Do y'all see what the work of God is? Who can tell me what the work of God is? Believing on the one he, God sent. Who did God send? Was he perfect? Then God want us in faith imperfect. It is easy once you learn to walk in it and renew your mind to it. It's just as easy as getting up, taking a bath, putting on your clothes. Just as easy. It just is easy, saints. I just don't struggle. I just don't do it. I don't have tantrums and attitudes and moods. I, I've learned of him. He's meek and lowly in heart. You'll find rest in your soul. His yoke is easy. His burden's light. He didn't say yours. He said his. He said his yoke is easy. He said his burden light. That's where your faith got to learn to live is in him, not in you. You'll quit having problems. No, I never said you wouldn't get no more because I still get them from other people. <laughs> I remember Billy, my assistant, told me that... Um, he said, uh, he, he's been, been, been uh, with me now 10 years in June. Is that correct? And he said, in the 10 years, I've walked more closer with you than anybody. He said, I've never seen you in drama. He said, are you always dealing with other people's drama? He said, but for 10 years, I've never seen you in drama, never seen you depressed, never seen you worried, never seen you stressed out about nothing. Now, the other 11 years, I still was walking in that. Even though all that came to me, it did not defeat me because I learned to live in faith in Jesus' love. I learned to live in how he loved me and not me trying to love him. After I live in he loved me, I can love him. But if you're not in faith in his love, you are producing a love for him in your strength that's not going to work when storms come. It ain't going to work. You're going to be worried and stressed. Sure, I felt all those things. But I never saw none of them win. Not one time. No sense starting now. Verse uh, 11. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. Now, let me explain the law to you all. The law is God telling man what to do and man do it and get blessed. Grace, God's love, is God doing for you, loving you when you don't deserve it, and you put in faith in that love where you live what he did for you and not what you do for him. So God, the Bible, the apostle Paul said, no man is justified by what you do for God. Now, the word justified there means acquitted, made righteous. Guess what the law can't do for you? Hush, Pastor. <laughs> I don't want him answering the question. I want y'all to answer. What is one thing the law can't do for you? Well, one thing can't justify you. Now, what does the word justify mean? Made righteous, acquitted. Listen. The law can't forgive you. It has no blood in it. So it can't make you right as though you ain't never done the wrong. All the law can do is get you some blessings, but it can't make you right with God. 
Jesus makes you right with God, not based on nothing you do, but what you believe. Your work to live in God's standings is your faith in Jesus, who he is and what he's done for you. So it is evident, look at verse 11, the just shall live by what? Talk to me. Come on, everybody say it out loud. What, what, what are we going to live by? We're going to live by believing in him. We're going to live by believing who Jesus is. Because y'all understand, uh, you know, you, 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 can't, you can't see God. And so, uh, so you got to believe in who God sent so you can believe in God right. Jesus said in John 14, verse 6, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus said, verse 7, if you know me, you'll know my father also. From henceforth, you know him and have seen him. Why? Well, you, you've seen Jesus. Colossians 1.15 in the New Living Translation say, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. See, God is invisible to man. Jesus is the only person that ever saw God. And so Jesus has to bring you the picture of God, the image of God, the likeness of God, the character of God, the authority of God, the power of God, the love of God, the mercy of God. Jesus has to bring you a picture that on the cross, when you were guilty, so you will know what to believe about God. And you're not to believe nothing else about God that did not come from Jesus. Because you having faith in the wrong God. Our faith is supposed to be in Christ, not in God that didn't send Jesus. The God that sent Jesus want us in faith in Jesus, not trying to make who we think God is in our own human thinking. So the just is going to live. Ain't nobody got no message, Bible, do they? Y'all left it on. You got a message. Oh, girl, I can kiss you. Oh, open your Bible up to Galatians. <laughs> Open it up to Galatians for me. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Okay, here we go. The just shall live by. Watch this, watch this. Come on, say it out loud. The just shall live by. We the just. We've been born again. We the just. What are we going to live by? Watch this, watch this. How he loved us. Who he made us what he's provided for us. We're going to live by that. We're not going to live by what we do for God. We're going to live by what he did for us, Amen. who he made us. Yes. We're going to live by he's perfect. Can, can you hold your spot right there for a minute because I done lost half of you. I'm going to bring y'all back. Hold your spot there in Galatia. Go to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17. I'll bring the rest of you back. Because, see, he's not trying to get you to live perfect. God really don't even want you to live a good life. He don't, y'all. He don't. He do not want you to live no good life. I'm sorry. It's, you know. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That, you know, you know, people, you know, pray the Lord. You, you, you will end up having a good life. But God don't want you living no good life. God want you in faith in Jesus so that the life you live ain't yours but him. And if you live in a good life, they, they got seven steps to a, a good life. And I said, where Jesus at in it? And see, ain't no Jesus in it. And so all of it's psychology and intellect and philosophy. And it's, 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 it's making you find yourself instead of Jesus. And people live a, a, a pretty decent life till something go wrong. As Jesus said in Luke 6, verse 47, he said, Whoever come to me and hear my sayings and doeth them, I'll show you whom he's like. It's like a man which built a house, and he dig deep, laid the foundation on a rock. When the flood arose, beat him up on that house. He could not shake it. When that storm came, he couldn't shake that house because it's founded on the rock. The rock is coming to Jesus, hearing what Jesus says, and doing what Jesus says. Doing what Jesus says. And then another man heard the same word, came to Jesus, heard the same word, didn't do it. And when the storms of life came, his house fell. Because he was, he was doing what he thought was best. Are y'all following me? 
in, in Ephesians 1, you ought to pray this daily. The Apostle Paul, after the church, if you read verse 15, what did verse 15 say? He, he heard of their faith in Christ Jesus and loved all the saints. That, that almost seemed like that's, that's pretty good, ain't it? No, and not, and, and it's some more. Man, he, he, he just, just stopped there and cut the letter off. But he didn't. He said, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Now look what he prayed. Look what he prayed. You see it right here. If you, if you look at this, you'll see it right here. That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Amen. Now what, what your eyes, what your understanding need to be enlightened about? That you know the hope of his calling? No. That he give you what? The, huh? The, the spirit of wisdom. What's Jesus? What, 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 what God need to give us? See, you're already in faith in Jesus and you, and you got love toward the saints. Now he need to give you uh, the spirit of wisdom. Because if they'd already had that, what, what he need to pray that for them for? If they already in faith in Jesus and they, they got love toward all the saints. But now he's saying they need the spirit of wisdom. I looked that word up. Uh, it's the same Greek word in, in Luke 1 where Jesus grew in wisdom. And I, I used to, didn't understand that. How, how can God grow? You know, and, and Jesus was God in the flesh. And Jesus was a man. And I said, oh, oh, okay, that makes the difference. He was a man. So when you're in heaven, in, in all of God, in the glory of God. That's why Jesus said, Father, in John 17, 3, restoring to me the glory I once had before the world was, there was some glory that he didn't walk in as a man. Because if he was walking in it, what are he going to ask God to give back to him for? So he didn't have some glory. But he was asking God for that back. And so what happened, he was stripped of this. Came down here as God, as stripped, and had to learn how to walk with God as a man. Why? So he could teach us how. God can't be tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man with evil. God had to come as a man so he could be tempted to show us how to not fail when we get tempted. <laughs> he knows everything. You, you can't face nothing he didn't face and whoop. Your faith supposed to be in him. Now look what it said. Spirit of wisdom. That, that's when this word in the Greek is a lexical, I believe. Said uh, to, to regulate one's relationship with God and his goodness. Even though you have faith in Jesus and love toward all the brethren, you still need to know how to regulate your relationship with God and his goodness to you. As a man or woman of God, Who's got the life of God in you? This, this process still has to happen in every life of every believer. The Apostle Paul knew it needed to happen for all who have accepted Christ. Let God give you, say it out loud, the spirit of wisdom. Now look at this next phrase here. This, this, this is all I'm going to teach on this because there's a lot in it. That, that he gives you spirit of wisdom. And what else? And revelation. Revelation. Now, now get this. Get this. This is, this is, this is it. You'll see it right here. Here it is. Revelation knowledge of you. Oh. Oh. Revelation knowledge of who? Oh, in, in the Greek, this word knowledge means one who has no error. What's, what's Paul praying for the church? That we learn about the one who ain't never messed up. So we can know who we are. Who lives in us that's invisible. He's not trying to get us to understand us more. Some of y'all are always trying to figure out why, why this person done that. It, you can't figure darkness out. You can't never figure out why the world acts so crazy. You can't even figure out why you used to act crazy. You ain't even figured that out yet. So how you gonna go figure out somebody else? Darkness can't, can't comprehend light. 
You don't, you, you get to be forgiven of your past. You don't get to be figuring it out. <laughs> you can't figure out why you use that ugly and be mean as hell. Why you had tangents in there? You can't figure that out. All you know was you was walking in darkness. Watch this. But look right there. Look what, look what, look what God's trying to get you a hold of you, get you to see. Revelation knowledge of him. Now, why does he, why do he want you to get revelation out of him? So you can find out who you are now in him. So you can find out who you are. He's not trying to get you to understand you. Oh, I tell you, I'm just a mess sometimes. Oh, see, you're not in faith in him. You're not understanding him. He don't have no days like that. When you believe God, you're believing in what he is and the power he is and the holiness and nature he is, the love that he is. You're not believing in you. You're not believing in you. you, you you're getting revelation, knowledge of him. He was tempted in every point, yet without sin. He overcame the whole world. He defeated all the works of the devil. You, 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 you're believing in him. He has no weaknesses. Well, he had one. He did have one in the Garden of the Sinema. And, uh, and, and, and it's, it's not a sin. It's a love thing. You know, Jesus had been with the Father all eternity. And then and God done, Jesus said, everything I speak, I heard my Father say it. Everything I do, I saw him do it. When you see me, you see him. I only do what I see my Father do. How many of y'all believe that? Let me see your hand. Okay. So, so Jesus only spoke what he heard God say. Then he get in the garden and God can't tell him how to die. You know why God couldn't tell Jesus how to die? Because he don't know how. Jesus had to go in a place that God couldn't go in. He gave up the spirit. Winning as a man in our place. And then God raised him from the dead with all power in heaven and earth. Why, 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 why is that so important? You got to believe that not only God loved you, but God raised him out of everything wrong with you and me. See, wasn't nothing wrong with Jesus. And so the sins that Jesus bore were ours, and the death and punishment he bore was ours, and God raised him up out of that to demonstrate to the world that he has power to raise you and I up out of everything wrong in our lives when we believe he raised Jesus. We're supposed to transfer that, that he's raising me out of whatever struggles you have in your life. But he has the power to raise you out of them forever. Where they can't never work in your life no more. So you're supposed to believe, man. You got, got to believe in this stuff. Hey, God raised Jesus. And then think about it. He, 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 he is you. You having trouble in finances and, and your house about to foreclose. And, and, and you know, you, please try to do this, you know, six months in advance when you see that coming. Dear God, don't wait till the last minute. I mean, he can still work in the last minute, but it sure is better when you got a few months in there to believe God. And then you look over there and say, yeah, but God, God raised Jesus from the dead. <laughs> he got power to bring me out of this. See, see the, the raising from the dead is the greatest miracle God can do with his power. The cross is the greatest demonstration of his love. Jesus said, greater love have no man than this than a man that laid down his life for his friends. The cross is the greatest demonstration of God's love. The, the power, the, the resurrection is the greatest demonstration of God's power. He'll never do nothing greater than raising Jesus from the dead. You can't, can't get, get, that's, the, that's just the greatest. Raise him out of everything we did wrong. You can't get no greater than that. Creating the heaven and earth wasn't greater than that. He gave his best when he gave Jesus. He couldn't give nothing no better when he gave Jesus. Do y'all see that? So do, do you see it? And I'm going to show you over and over and over scripture after scripture where Go, go back to Galatians now. Go back to Galatians. Now you'll see this a little more clear in verse 11. 
that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. No man is acquitted or made right with God by the law in the sight of God. It's evident the just shall live by faith. And look at verse, verse 12. And the law is not a faith. Bitch, you got your amplifier. We read, read that. And the law is not a faith. We read in the King James. King James first. Mm -hmm. And the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live by them. That's King James. Now read Amplified. But the law does not rest on faith. Wait a minute. Don't, don't, listen, listen. See, nothing you do for God rests on what he did for you. Oh, let's break that down. What you do for God have nothing to do with Jesus and what he did for you. The law does not rest on faith, does not require faith, has nothing to do with faith. For it, it itself says, he who does them, the things prescribed by the law shall live by them, not by faith. So when you are talking about what's wrong with you and leaving you there, you got to live by that. Man, I just worry all the time. You got to live by that. We just don't never have enough money. You got to live by that. There's no Jesus in that. Faith in Jesus. Where's that amplifier? Uh, I mean message, 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 message. Those new livings. I forgive you for that. Okay, the new living said, doing things for God is the opposite of entering into what God does for you. Let me say that again. Doing things for God is just the total opposite. We're just trying our hardest to make this work. You're doing something for God. It is the total opposite of what God did for you in Jesus. And if you, don't, if you don't catch this revelation and understand this, where you can work on them areas that you, that you ain't in faith in Jesus in, you'll stay over in doing them in them areas and then have Jesus working with you in some the areas you're in faith in when you could get Jesus in all of them. Well, ain't nothing wrong in your life. And you ready for anything that can go wrong. Ready to look to him and trust in him. And believe in Mr. Never Fail, Mr. Perfect, Mr. Never Sin. Huh? I mean, think about this, y'all. Think about this for a minute. Come on now. Who could catch a woman in the act of adultery and say, neither do I condemn you, John 8, 11, and then tell that woman she ain't even saved. Go and sin no more. Who in the world could talk like that but Mr. Perfect? Mr. Perfect. What is, what, what's he? He's got the power for you to never do it again. He's got the life where you will never do that again. He's got the love that'll cause you to never walk in that again. That's why he can tell people go and sin no more. Because he's got the life of God for you never to do it again. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, you can't do it but Jesus can. Come on, look at somebody else. Tell them on the other side so you don't miss them. <laughs> and saints, listen to me. Listen to me. The, the church got to catch this revelation so that when you go to work, they'll they say that, that you look just like Jesus. They tired of seeing us. There is a faith in Jesus where they see him and not you. Your faith in him can produce his life living through you and not yours. Where you don't have no uh, days where you all messed up, tied up, frustrated, irritated, full of anxiety and worry. I don't have them. Sure, I could, I could have some if I took advantage of them. I get some marvelous opportunities. How many of y'all, let me see your hand if you get any marvelous opportunities. Right? Come on, some of y'all ain't telling the truth. 
You, you ain't no liars going to heaven. You better tell the truth. And, and so we need to understand that faith in Jesus is not faith in you. Faith in Jesus equals him. Faith in you equals you. And let me tell you something about being a born-again believer. You can have two pipes. Go to Galatians 6, verse 7. This is what's bad. You can have two pipes working in your life. And you're going to heaven. You can have a pipe of flesh and a pipe of spirit. And you can have both of them working, not in the same area, but different areas that you trust them in. You can see the spirit working in that area. And then the areas you living in the flesh in, you could be seeing corruption in them areas. And you can have both of them working. Where you still free from something he set you free from years ago, and you still got fears and struggles and anxieties and worries in your life when situations come up. Because you're in the flesh. The Apostle Paul said, be not deceived. God is not mocked. What that mean? He's not going to let you reap in the spirit when you've been sowing in the flesh. And he's not going to let you reap in the flesh when you've been sowing in the spirit. You'll never have to worry about it. You'll never have to be deceived. He'll never be mocked. You will never live in faith in Jesus and get something else beside Jesus. And you will never live in the flesh and get Jesus. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. If you sow in the flesh, it's going to reap corruption. You sow in the spirit, it's going to reap life. You could have two pipes. These folks just make me so mad. You need to get in jail. You're going to be sick. I went to the doctor. Let me see, when did I go? Last Tuesday? Tuesday for last. No, it was last week. Yeah, last two. No, week for last. Two weeks ago. Be two weeks Wednesday. <laughs> I turned 50. I turned 50 years old, and, and I hadn't had a physical since I was 45, and I, I wanted to wait five years. Now, I'm not teaching that. <laughs> you know, some of y'all need to get one a year. And, uh, and, uh, and, and that's, that's, that's good. But, but I, I waited because I know how I live every day. I live in love, in Jesus' love. I don't live in mine. I don't give people what they deserve. I give people what Jesus freely gave me. I'm, I'm real easy. I, I'm easy. I forgive. I forget. I, I don't remember it no more. I, uh, and, and, and I live this every day, all day long. I meditate on how Jesus loved me. I take Joshua 1.8 and I turn that into Jesus. Don't let this, uh, the law of love that's in Jesus depart from your mouth. Meditate on what Jesus did day and night. And then you'll, you'll be prosperous and you'll be blessed. And so I live this every day, this every day. What Jesus, how Jesus loved me while I was guilty. I love everybody. How he forgave me when I was guilty of crack and cocaine, heroin, drinking, hustling, gambling, robbing banks, grocery store, restaurants. Jesus, 21 years ago, set me free. I ain't went back for lust for women. Uh, I ain't went back to smoking cigarettes, to drinking, to clubs, to gambling, to hustling. I ain't made no bet with nobody in 21 years. I, ain't, I have not been back to nothing. See, I got set free. By the power of Christ. And he and, and see, when, when, when Jesus set you free, man, you don't go back. When you just quit and stop, then you know, ain't no telling what lie to happen down the road. But when the Lord set you free, you free indeed. Amen. Come on now, that, that's amen. amen. And so I ain't, I ain't been back. I can't relate to folks going back. I really put my trust in Jesus. And then I'm going to break that down in closing tonight. When I gave my life to Jesus, turn, let me, let's close it. John 15, verse 7. Where was we at just then? 
Okay, I'll finish my testimony about my, uh, about my physical. And so I went, you know, I told my wife, made me an appointment. I, I went, and I, I started waking up sometime late at night and go down there and get on my knees and pray and say, Lord, now, Lord Jesus, now I do everything you tell me. I don't know nothing in my life that I'm doing that you don't want me to do. Nothing's convicting my conscience. I have no art against no one. And I'm doing what you said do in the ministry, in my life, in my family, my home, everything around me. Now, if it's something ain't right, you let me know. I'll straighten it up. I, I give you my word, and I trust you to love me. See, love you is he'll correct you. If, if you're wrong, you're a son. If you're a bastard, he don't get to correct you because you don't want him to. And I want him to. I'm a son. And so I laid there. I said, now, Lord Jesus, I'm going to get a physical. And I don't want no bad report. I want a good one. I want nothing wrong from head to toe. Amen. And so I, I did that a couple of, couple of times, maybe three times. And, I, and then I was trying to lose some weight. I done lost some weight. I was trying to lose weight. The Lord said, no, don't, don't worry about it. Just trust me. You can go on in there. So I went on eight that night. I was, I was so glad. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I tell you, the Lord's good. And so I, and so I went to the doctor, and, 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 uh, and, and they, they, they did a physical, and he checked me out in my heart, kidneys. They, they did the whole thing, this, this one, everything, all, all them blood tests and everything, everything. And they supposed to call me back the next day, and they didn't. And then here it is Friday, and they ain't calling me back. I, 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 so, you know, I'm getting some thoughts now. They must have got a bad report, and they, they want to wait a little while to, to make sure. So I had to rebuke that, you understand, because, you know, but I'm, I'm working with that, you understand, resisting that, but it's coming. And so the nurse finally called, and uh, she said, um, she just went down this long, I got the, they sent me the papers, this long list. She said, um, you made A plus. She said, ain't nothing wrong with you. Blood pressure, sugar, protein, uh, kidneys, bladder, heart. He said, I had heart of 18-year-old man. And I, I smoked and did drugs for 18 years. They, and my, my lungs were clean. They, they, they're not black. Amen. Come on now, Mr. Perfect live in me. And, uh, and so I be trusting the Lord, man. Ain't no way in the world I'm trying to eat no organic food, trying to stay healthy. I, man, my, I, hey, y'all can put your faith in that mess, but my faith is in Jesus. And then I ain't got nothing against eating a little organic. But I'm not eating that to stay healthy. The Bible said in the Old Testament, that if they keep God's commandments, he would keep sickness and disease from them. He never told them if they ate right, he would. So I don't put that over in Jesus if I keep his commandment of living in his love, that he would do the same thing for me. So I can eat a little bit of anything. I don't care what they sprayed on it. I really don't need you telling me that because what you're doing, what you're doing when you tell me all this stuff, unless, unless it's some man made, then I need to know that ain't good. But anything God created, I am never to be in fear that it can hurt me. It will hurt your faith in Jesus for you to believe foods can hurt you. Jesus said if you drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt you. Jesus said what go in can't hurt you. It's what come out of you that hurts you. Come on now, I believe in Jesus that when I bless my food, it can't hurt me. And I don't believe nothing on this earth can hurt me because I believe Jesus defeated it on the cross. Amen. Amen. And man, when they, you done read all them books, this will kill you, this will kill you, this will kill you. They done built fear in you. And you can't obey the scriptures when you go to people's house and eat whatever they put before you because you think that's going to kill you. (laughs) 
Then you wonder why your faith don't work to get healed sometimes. Because you have fear in your life. You, you're to believe Jesus defeated bacteria, toxins. I don't care what that is. You're not supposed to have faith that it can hurt you. Your trust should be in Jesus. Amen. And you have to be careful how you eat man's foods. See, M&M's and tater chips and <laughs> pizza. And... <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I don't... And, and, and I eat that, but I eat it very little. I don't, you know, I eat it very little. And, and let me tell you something else that, that Christians don't do. I'll throw this in that the Lord's taught me over the years. I'll never drink nothing. I'll never eat sweets without praying over it. And you know a lot of times when you eat desserts and snacks, you don't pray. You don't pray. You just eat them. And them the things that mess you up. You better pray over that snicker bar. You better pray over that honey bun. You get that bag of chips. You better, Lord, bless it in Jesus' name. You better pray over that Starbucks coffee. Y'all think y'all ain't supposed to pray over that coffee. You better pray over that cold drink. You Listen, you, you supposed to always believe in Jesus. Whatever you do in word or deed, you supposed to do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. And we done let a lot of stuff slip in. You're not supposed to eat grandmama cake and don't pray over it? Now pray over her cake. All that sugar and she makes her homemade cream cheese pancake from scratch. I said, Lord, hurry up and bless this whole thing. And then chow. Because <laughs> see, I know it's blessed. I know it's not going to hurt me. And I'm not going to overeat it, you understand? I eat in moderation. What do I tell y'all, Terry? All right, John 15, verse 7. All right, we're close with this verse. I'll pick this back up tomorrow. Oh, I got a lot more for you all things. I'm, I'm telling you, it's just going to get richer and richer. I'm just trying to build a foundation and, you know, just where y'all can catch my heart and, and, and catch the spirit and grace that God's given me to teach this message. Jesus said this, if you abide in me, in my words... You shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. And you know, now, you know, most Christians have walked in this verse. I'm not, I don't want no hands. You understand? But, but it's probably not many of you all that everything you pray for, you get. But I get every prayer answered for 21 years. And it, it'll happen the rest of my life. Now, I don't get every prayer answered for everybody. I'm talking about me. I've never seen the Lord not come through for me. I've never seen him not answer my prayer and deliver me out of every trouble, every trial, every test, every worry, every stress, every lack, everything. I've always seen God come through. Why? I live this verse. It's my life. And tomorrow morning, I'm going to start teaching on what it means to abide in Jesus. Abiding in Jesus, listen, now, let's look at it before we close so you get a, you get a good picture. I'm going to have all this on, on CD so you'll be able to get in and get some off table. But, but, but watch this, watch this. If you, if you, that means it's a condition on it. That means you might not. If you, watch this, abide, now, now y'all finish it. Oh, Mr. Perfect. Oh, my God, he's trying to get you to live in him. But ain't nothing wrong in him. There's no sin in him. There's no darkness. There's no weaknesses. There's no struggles in him. Oh, oh, and he's trying to get you to live in him. When you live in him and his words live in you, it makes you know anything you ask, he can do it. Amen. It make you know it. It just make you know it. Because you're abiding in Mr. Perfect. Yes. Can I just give y'all one more verse before we go? Yes. In, in John 11. I'll just read this real quick. You, you just got to see this. John 11. And, and, and you, you, you'll understand. Yeah, yeah. 
Jesus, verse, verse, verse 21, didn't, didn't Martha, didn't say Martha and Jesus, yeah, Lord, if thou'd have been here, Lazarus wouldn't have died. But I know even now, whatsoever thou would ask of God, God would give it to you. Now, that woman had that revelation. So you got to get these revelations about Jesus. Mary and them had it. Jesus, we need some wine. What, what I got to do with you? I, I'm not finna die for you yet. My house not come for you. And then, but, but you know what the revelation she had? She grew up with him. She never seen him do no miracles. But you know what she saw? Every time he said something, it's going to rain today, mama. It was sunshiny. It rained. Every time Jesus said something, it always happened. She said, whatever he say, y'all do it because that wine will come out. So you got to get this. You got to know this and believe this about him. Everything he say happens. Yeah, you just want him to say something. And, and, and then, then Jesus said in her, thy brother rise again. Mom said to him, yeah, I know he'll rise in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, get, get, get this, get this, get this. I am the resurrection. Can you imagine that? You going through trouble today and you believe he's the resurrection? Man, your trouble is in trouble. <laughs> this is how Christian folks will be. They'll say, hey, you know Jesus finna knock your head off? See, we're supposed to be looking to him, believing in him, believing what he went through and conquered it. We're not supposed to be looking to us and what we're going to do in this situation. We're supposed to be believing in him who already whooped it. And, and the light. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Look, look, what did Jesus tell her? Believe out this. And then that woman, she said unto him, Lord, yeah, I believe. Now look what she did. Look, look what she took Jesus. And what a lot of people do today in, in church. Instead of her believing what he said that he could do, she started believing he was the Christ. And when he got ready to raise him, she said, Lord, he stink now. What are you going to open that for? He said, woman, didn't I tell you he was going to get up? She didn't get it like a lot of Christians today. They don't really believe in Jesus, who he is, and what he's done. They just believe, oh, yeah, he's son of God and died. But they don't go no further. What they see is power work. We got to go further, saints. We got to go further. The Lord can do it. Yeah. Jesus can do it. I'm talking about today. Yeah. The Holy Ghost can do it. He can do it. He can turn whatever's wrong. He can turn it around right now. He can fix anything broken in your life. Be honest with you. He's done, done it. Amen. Where? In his life. He overcame the whole world. He's done done it in his life. Now you got to believe in his life so you can get him to do it in yours. Amen. He can do it. See, I, I, I don't have to defeat the devil. I can't defeat him. Jesus defeated him. My faith in Jesus caused me to live in he's defeated in my life because right. I'm in faith what Jesus did to him. That make me live where the devil's under my feet. He don't do nothing in my life. He stick his head up. I'll take the word of God and tear his head up. You stop that Satan and Jesus. You know what Jesus did to you on the cross. You know he defeated you and spoiled you made a sure you open it. You bowed your knees to him. He took the keys to hell and death for you. Shut up. You know you ain't got no authority over me. That's it. I mean, when I was a year and a half old and I was carrying this devil out of this lady and these devils said, I ain't coming out of her. You can't make me come out. And I mean, they, they, I, I said, well, I, you know, I, I done use Jesus' name. I done use my authority. I done use the blood. And I mean, them devils still said that to me. You understand? I was young in the Lord. And just, just, just out of my spirit. And he said it again to me. You can't make me come out. And I said, yeah, but Jesus can. And he didn't never say nothing after that. <laughs> Whoa! Hey, hey, hey! I, I, I might not get you, but I know somebody that can. Amen. 
I might not can heal my body, but I know somebody that can. I might not be able to fix my marriage, but I know somebody that can. Are you following me? I'm believing in him. Christian ain't supposed to keep problems. We just supposed to get them and get rid of them. We ain't supposed to have none. The world supposed to see Jesus. Why ain't nothing wrong with you, Jesus? Why you ain't troubled about it, Jesus? I'm trusting in Jesus and his life. That's supposed to draw them in and make them want it. Now, who here today say, Pastor Gibbs? Oh.